0: You know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k23 that's right 2k22 now we're on to 23 make sure you hit the link in our description to get your pre-orders you guys if you follow me on insta tiktok you saw me getting scanned into the game
1: but they follow you on where
0: Insta. Instagram, TikTok. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, we no, they call B. it now
1: Insta? Insta, They don't call IG. it the gram? No? Uh, we on IG, Insta, the gram. Oh, but they now, call it the Insta. Oh, now, okay. now it's all, all
0: about right. TikTok. Now, you see, BJ, I got to get you on. We, we on about TikTok oh, no, right now. I'm good.
1: I'm, I'm if good. You guys, I'm good. I'm if you guys good. follow
0: me on there, you may have seen me getting scanned into the game. See, BJ, I never made it to the league, but I'm ticking off my bucket list of everything I can do that NBA players do. Aside from being okay. the maybe maybe one day I'll get there. But I'm scanning the game now. Mm-hmm. Just like your favorite players. They took me to the room hey, the Mo, 360 cameras to get me involved. So you can see me in there. Go ahead.
1: Well, uh, I was I was with a friend mm-hmm. recently. And he was like, hey, man, hey, I love the podcast. I was like, oh. And uh he was like, yo, in our in our house, We we got a nickname for you guys. I was like, (laughs) like you got a nickname for you guys. I was like, who are you talking about? He was like, Mo, you know the guy you you know you got you do the podcast, you know the Hoop Tiers podcast. I was like, what's the what's the nickname? And his wife was like, don't say it, don't say it. So (laughs) what's the nickname? So they they call us the Terrible Two. They say. Oh, I, said, my. I said why you got it said, because you guys you guys i don't know if you're making fun of each other you're making fun of us It just said so you guys are just you guys are terrible because you're just having too much fun hey it's so a they, call us the, they call us the terrible twos here in the states you know what i'm saying right, well,
0: <laughs> well the terrible two is here for you on your airwaves every day. <laughs> We're coming through nice and early every morning. Make sure you're subscribed, because BJ, we got to talk about some basketball. we got the season coming up. The off-season's flying by, man. We're already halfway through July. Ooh. Before you know it, we can be back in training camp. The season's right around the corner, but there's still moves to be made across different rosters. Okay. And, of course, you know the one team that everyone loves to talk about all of the time, even when there's no action going on. And we haven't seen them play for months because they didn't even make the play in, let alone the playoffs, but that okay. is... The Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. Now, our friend of the okay. show, Chris Haynes, has been active breaking down news stories. He's saying, first and foremost, Russell Westbrook has not demanded a trade, which obviously makes sense. He's in his hometown of LA. He loves it over there. But he also said, the three superstars, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, shared a phone conversation with each expressing their commitment to one another and vowing to make it work. Now, BJ, we see a lot of stories about Russell Westbrook and they're saying he's going to be traded for Kyrie Irving. And then even today, a rumor broke out that if the Knicks can get Donovan Mitchell, they're going to trade for Russell Westbrook as well, because apparently they'd want three-point guards on massive contracts on their roster. I don't know how to feel about that, but but I, I need to get okay. your perspective. I, I got to get your perspective okay. on this before we talk about All the right. Knicks again. Now, obviously, you know Russell and you obviously know Russell's agent or now former agent who he's recently right. cut ties with. Can you That's explain right. to our listeners here why that might have happened? What the logic is, because Russell's been with him, if I'm not mistaken, since he came into the league, right?
1: That's correct. So That's correct.
0: can you take us behind the curtain a little bit and explain a little bit about why players might decide to change their agents or what this could potentially mean for him staying in LA, leaving LA or what it might be leading to?
1: Well, in in this business, player, agent, representation business, it's a very volatile business. You know, probably the norm is, wow, a player stays with an agent for 14 years. Very rarely does that happen. It's a very volatile business. It's a a business where there's a lot of changeover. So when you see a long-term relationship like that, you know, you you don't see it often. So in taking you behind the curtain, why does that happen? Well, normally what happens is you'll get to a space in your career. We all get to a space in our career as a player where you have to have people who are going to tell you the truth. But more importantly, you have to be comfortable with where you are in your career. You know, you may come in as a player who, you know, you want to get from the bench and you become a starter. Then once you become a starter, you want to become one of the top two or three guys on the team. And then you want to become an all-star. Then you may ascend to a level where Russell, suddenly he's the MVP. Well, on that ascension up, you know, also you're going to have another ascension where you got to be comfortable where you at as you age in this, in this business. And father time doesn't miss anyone. Okay, so where is Russell at now in his career? Well, the bottom line is winning. That's how you always evaluate players, okay? You can put up stats, you can put up numbers, but in the end, where are you at as, as a player? And that's more times than not, look at the winning. And right now, you know, you could see that this Lakers franchise in particular, because there's only one there's only one goal. It's the Lakers and Boston only have one goal. Getting to the NBA finals for the Boston Celtics and losing is a failure of a season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just mm-hmm.
0: that's it's championship or I mean,
1: Now, if you are the Sacramento Kings and you got to the NBA finals, that, that may last you for, for 40 for, years. Forever. Okay. But for the Celtics, they're like, we got to the finals Mm-mm. and we lost. Mm hmm. That's not happening for the Lakers. That's not happening. Now. What I see going on, if I could take you behind the curtain, Mo, is the following. I wanted to say that because I want to have the context to what you just asked. Okay, whatever happened, happened between the agent and the player that that happens every day, all day, twice on Sundays. It, It happens all the time. The key is. What is Russell and players going to do when they're in year 14, 15? Who had as much success? This not he's not had much success. He's had a Hall of Fame career. Easily. Okay. Okay, so when you are a Hall of Fame player, okay, and we've seen this movie over and over again. Okay, so Carmelo, Hall of Fame player. Definitely. Suddenly now. Carmelo took him a while to get there, but he's coming off the bench and he's figured out how to perform and contribute where he's at. Mm -hmm. I remember when Allen Iverson, you see this happen all the time with star players as they ascend, you know, you know, maybe they're the first player. Then by the end, they're the fourth player, best player, some They've moved to the bench.
0: Could even be a sixth man Some, coming off.
1: Sixth man. Some, they're moved to where they're the old head in I, the locker room. I,
0: I think Vince Carter did a great job of that. Bouncing around the it, league for his it, it, 20-year it, it, career it, it, and finding it, different it, it, roles.
1: And in the end, okay, in the end, here's the thing that we all we all face. I don't care if you're the greatest player ever or you're the guy who's the, the 12th guy on the bench, Okay. of us, 99.9% of us who play in that league, Mo, are role players. This is a fact. Yeah. They could only be a 99% at any time. Okay. Now, the key is if you become a star, it'll be so obvious we won't debate it. Like, say what you want to. LeBron James is a star. Yeah. Giannis, star. Kevin Durant, star. Steph Curry, star. There's there's no debate here. Now, you can debate, you know, how good he is, but you can't debate that clearly those guys have a talent that's a little head and shoulders above the other guys. But here's the thing that bothers me more than anything. All of us are role players. And what's wrong with being a star in your role? What's wrong with being a star in your role? Everyone can't be the star.
0: I I often think about this. How different would the discourse around certain players be if fans and media didn't know the value of their contracts? Because I often see Russell Westbrook, for example, the fact that he's earning 40, whatever it might be, million dollars per year, the fans were expecting him to deliver to the level that maybe he was delivering when he signed the contract without taking into consideration how things change on a different team. It's a different fit, et cetera, et cetera. So if you had no idea of the level of contracts, I think fans and media's opinions of players might be slightly different. Would
1: you agree with that? I think what happens Everyone understands, you know, as you know, I love hip hop, Mm you know, is one of my favorite MCs would say, you must understand, you know, the great Rakim, the mathematics of the game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone understands the numbers. Everyone understands the numbers. You may not understand basketball. You may not understand how to construct a team. You may not understand the rules and all of the, the 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 sophisticated plays and all of that. But you could look at it and say, Oh, this guy is making X amount of dollars. Well, if he's making the most money on the team, you would naturally say he should be one of, if not the best player on his team. And if he's making the most money in the league, he should be one of the best players. There has to be a reason, right? Yeah. That's just a that's just a natural thing to, to say now the one thing mo that i come to realize is there's two things that really you got to say the players have to embrace they have to embrace the responsibility of being the top player or the highest paid player you can you have to, be, you have to embrace the responsibility and you have to hold yourself accountable to the following you got to perform yep yeah. There's no way around it. Mo, getting paid comes with responsibility and accountability. They go hand in hand. You can't get paid and be the one of the highest paid players in the league and have no responsibility and no accountability. That's just the way this business goes. Yeah. Okay.
0: The the way fans are talking about Russell Westbrook right now, they're talking about him as if he came and he put up zero points in the whole season. That's the, the level of disrespect here, here, is getting here, way, way out of hand, right? Well, like, here, here, it, here is the thing,
1: here, here's the thing though, here, here's the thing that, here's the thing that, uh, that, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, I didn't deal with this as a, as a, as a player. So I really don't know. But I have an idea of when I say deal with this, I didn't deal with social media. I didn't deal with with all of that. Yeah. But here's one thing I do remember. Playing in the NBA. I never forgot the humility. For having an opportunity to do something I dreamed about doing my entire life. Mo has the right to say as a fan, whatever he wants to say. But I also. When I, every time I play, no one can take this away from me. I did the best I could. And I did it with great humility. Like, Mo, I wanted to make every shot, but I didn't make yeah. every shot. And I think what is going on Mo here is there seems to be a disconnect with the players today. Once you ascend to a certain level, it's kind of like I'm untouchable. Like, and and I feel this energy mode. I feel this energy all the time because you play, you play well, you, you, you play hard. you, You do the best you can and then leave it, just leave it. And the thing that I see right now is there's a huge disconnect with some of these players. But then I'll 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 watch another star player like Steph Curry, and I think he gets it. Like here's, I, I, I here's just the thing, I though. watch him do things where I can identify with well,
0: here's here's the thing though with, with Russell Westbrook, he might not have had his best season on the court, you know, Statswise, but He still showed up, right? I I read this earlier on Twitter. Someone said, imagine being the only employee showing up at your job every day, putting in 100% effort to carry an inexperienced staff missing its top two employees, leading your company in every day a point, then taking 100% of the blame when your company comes in under projections. And that is essentially what happened because Russell Westbrook, he put up. 18 points, seven rebounds, seven assists in 78 games for the Lakers. Only four other players put up 18-7-7 last season, or better. Nikola Jokic, James Harden, Dejounte Murray, and Luka Doncic. And then what I said this morning was only eight players last season played over 78 games whilst playing over 30 minutes in each of those games. And Russell Westbrook was the only player over the age of 30 to do that. So although he might not have been scoring like he used to, and he might have been turning the ball over a little bit more, He's being blamed 100% for the Lakers' failures when I don't believe that it is his fault that he was placed in a situation in which a team was not built to maximize his strengths because that, okay, he's getting paid the max money and he might not be delivering to the standard of what you might think a max player should be held to. But if he was still in Oklahoma where he got paid the money, he would probably still be putting up the triple doubles and carrying them to wins and making them overachieve. But now because he's bounced around the league and gone to Houston, then Washington, and now LA, the expectations have changed and everything is all a little bit different. He didn't sign up to be on this roster. So him taking all of the blame and everyone saying it's his fault that they missed the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera, it's really not. And that's my point on Russell Westbrook is that he still turns up and he still does his job. In a league where there are players who make the same amount of money as him, who don't even bother turning up?
1: Point well taken, Mo. But it works both ways. We justify our position by the numbers. And we're the numbers only work when you win the championship. Yeah. That's, that's the only time they work to win the championship. You got to show up like, okay. You have to show up. That's one of he's one of the few that actually shows up. That's one of the requirements, but I'll start this off. I don't think this is a problem with Russell's effort. No one. This young man has played with tremendous effort. His entire career. This isn't anything new. The fact that he played 78 games last year and, Those three games or four games that he missed last year, a couple of them, they just probably set him out. No one's arguing any of that. When you live in the public eye, the public's eye, okay, there's a thing that only this will connect you with the public. I'm not saying it's right, Mo. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's with humility you must live a very public life. For some reason, Mo, there's a disconnect. In particular, when he talking about this particular player, because you can't argue whether he shows up. You can't argue whether he plays hard. You can't argue whether he's giving you effort. You can't argue his stats. You can't argue his career. You, so what is it, Mo? What is it? Like you and I, what can you say? Like Mo, you and I will talk about player X doesn't show up. Can't say that about him. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't argue, like if you don't say Russell Westbrook and playing hard, you you can't those two go hand in hand. Facts. So what is it? Mo, what it is is the following. When I see Steph Curry, the MVP, waving his hand in the crowd like a million fans, he could buy the probably the company who makes the T-shirts that's throwing the the, the T-shirts. When when (laughs) Steph was at
0: Summer League supporting his teammates. When Steph was
1: at Summer League. There's some humility about that. And then he hands it to his son like every dad or parent tries to do when they go to the game. I could. I'm like, here's a guy that's making X amount of dollars. It's not even about what he's making. It's the fact that I can identify with that. Yeah. And Mo, there's only one way. I Look, I'm not pretending to be a star player or anything like that. But let me tell you something. When you live in the public's eye, you better live with a certain amount of humility. And... I just wish that Russell would do the following and I don't know this, but I but I, I I've seen many stars do this whether they've been in movies, whatever business they've been. I've been around a lot of stars. Just be humble just be with just do it with great humility Russell allow us to appreciate your career and let the chips fall where they may and I guarantee you this narrative will change with just that, because. Well, I, Mo, I, I, I don't see how he's, not, how he's
0: not done that though. Like
1: what, 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 he, he was at summer the league things.
0: supporting the, the Lakers squad. And then uh, apparently LeBron didn't even acknowledge him. And then people inside the lakes organization said it was an awkward, intense moment between the two most high profile stars. So. Okay. He he's there, same by the team bench, supporting his mo, franchise okay, summoning team mo, too, just like okay. Steph Curry was.
1: Here, here is the thing, Mo. Here's the thing. With stardom and living in a public eye comes great responsibility. Yeah. Mo, I there's a there's the public persona that people know, and then there's the private that no one knows. That's just what it is. Yep, you when you're in the public's eye, you have to live a public life. If I'm in an arena and Michael Jordan is on the other side, and I haven't let's just pretend for the sake of this conversation, I haven't spoken to him in five years, but I know he's on the other side of the court, and we could have had a fight five years ago, that's probably why we haven't spoken. Let's just pretend. You know what I'm going to do, Mo, in the public eye? You say, what's up? You must approach this public life with great humility. Because what you think is going on is always different from how it is. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they didn't. And it's none of my business. But what I do know, if I saw Mo in the gym right now, and let's pretend, Mo, which you and I know it would never happen, but let's say we had an argument. <laughs> and I see the hoop genius, the guy I do a podcast with everything on the other side <laughs> of the gym. <laughs> now, wouldn't that be a little odd, Mo, in a yep. public forum that yep. we wouldn't just give each other some depth and say, what's up? All right, man, even in the private forum.
0: I'm I'm one to address the issue head on. You know, what because I'm saying? Mo,
1: you know me, real name, no, no gimmicks. gimmicks. I will keep it real. So, Mo, private, public. This is what the camera sees. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, Mo and I are gonna talk this way when the camera is off, and we're gonna talk this way to when the camera is on.
0: That's oh, why yeah. we're always we, we're gonna say we gonna talk now. <laughs> we gonna talk more trash Mo when the camera's and
1: off. I, It was off. Exactly. This is what we do. That's why we're authentic and we say this with great humility when we get on because we're like, man, we get a chance to like be authentically ourselves here and people rocking with us because we're just not faking. Now I would hope when as a leader of the team, he's one of the leaders, he's one of the best players in the NBA Live that life with great humility. Live that life in the, when the camera's on with great humility. That's what I mean by that. I don't care what's going on, Mo. Under no circumstances is any player that I played with anywhere, high school, college, little league, pro, Mo, you've seen me in a public forum. Mo, have you ever seen me just walk by somebody when somebody said, what's up, or whatever? It takes us an hour. And
0: and he takes a picture with
1: every... Do you know how hard it is to try to go
0: for dinner with BJ Armstrong? Listen, let me tell you. (laughs) We try to get from the arena to the restaurant. And we got... Say we got a reservation for 9 o'clock. We ain't getting there till 10.30 because every single person that comes up... Oh, hey, man, you're my favorite point guard in the night. Oh, hey, man, I'm a huge fan of the Bulls. Oh, hey, every single person. He stops. Mo.
1: You saw me say what's up to Gary Payton. You saw Jalen Rose. You saw all of these people. We embrace you hug. You live this life with great humility. I would tell you where I learned it from. Mo. I learned that from Muhammad Ali. The one greatest. of perhaps one of the greatest. Most famous people that ever walk on the planet. Mm-hmm. You live this life with great humility. Now, your private life mode, if you mad at whoever you mad at, <laughs> you do you. That's none of my business. But in this life mode, now if you wanna if you want this public life to work, ladies and gentlemen, whether you Denzel Washington, whether you are, you know, Jay-Z, whether you are Michael Jordan, you better be humble, my friend mm-hmm. and live this life in the public eye and, and cherish this moment because, Mo, it goes in an instant. That's it right. It goes in an instant. And, you know, and, and 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 when I watch Steph Curry. He lives his life with great humility, he may not be the person that he displays. But the fact that I think that the guy you, you never just know. goes home and eats popcorn after a game, <laughs> he gives you 40 and he just goes home and watches <laughs> eats popcorn. You go, I can identify with that, Mo. I can identify with that.
0: I can identify more with the popcorn than the drop in forty at this stage of my life.
1: But I, yes. I, I hear what you
0: say. saying. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm telling you, right, it, it was 40 degrees out here. That's like hundred over 100 degrees for you. We're right. not built for that over in this country. You see, the buildings here are designed to keep heat in, not keep oh. us cool. I went to go hoop today, and after about 20 minutes, I was drowning in a pool of sweat. So that dropping 40 is going to take some working on. But just let's just circle back to Russell Westbrook for a second sure. here. Your friend Mark Stein has said that a New yes. York Knicks would like to explore trade scenarios to trade away Julius Randle if they can acquire Donovan Mitchell. A swap for Westbrook could help clear the remaining three years of Randall's initial four-year, $117 million contract he signed last offseason after his All-Star campaign. Thoughts on a potential? I don't know how on earth it would work basketball-wise, how it would fit on the court, how it would make any sense, but Russell Westbrook, Jalen Brunson, and Donovan Mitchell backcourt for the New York Knicks. Russell Westbrook, Jalen
1: Brunson, and Donovan it, do you
0: remember a few years ago when the Knicks were collecting power forwards? It looks like this year they're going to try and collect point guards like the Infinity Stones. They're just trying to get them all. Now you know, roster, OK, so. I know
1: people were saying that with the Knicks, but you could say power forwards. But I'm going to tell you what I, you uh, know, I said this then and I'm going to say it now. This is a positionless league. The Knicks were in on positionless players and everyone wanted to call them power forwards like. There's a value to Todd Gibson. There's a value to Julius Randle. There's a value to Bobby Portis. There's a value to, is it was it Marcus? Was it yeah, Marcus, Mar- Morris. Mar- Marcus Morris? Marcus Morris. Was it Marcus Like Mark all Morris. of those I mean, when you look back on it, those are all good players. Well, when you those look back on it, it was good players. It was good those contracts. Were all good players.
0: They they were all good players, but you don't have enough minutes to play them all, and they can't all play together. But it was good business because they had them all on one-year contracts to clear place the
1: next year, right? Oh, they had, and, and that they didn't had work very out, serviceable players on all nice deals. Those were good great no, deals. Those weren't good deals. Those were great deals, really good players, interchangeable parts. And then everyone said, Oh, they got all power forwards. what league are y'all watching? Like, I was like, we're all talking about position. There's no more no, positions. But, but let's be honest, there's no
0: way you're putting out a lineup where all five of those guys are on the court at the same time. There's no way on it. There's 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 no okay. way. Okay.
1: No, Mo Mo. Can I just say something? Go ahead. You know, my I have a deep dark fantasy of putting five seven-footers on <laughs> but the floor. none
0: of them are seven footers.
1: None of them are seven footers. <laughs> they're well, all six. They're, nine. they're giddy. <laughs> There's six nine, six ten. So we're getting closer. <laughs> okay. One step, at a time. Closer. <laughs> yeah, we're getting closer. <laughs> and I, you know what? Mo? I have this dark fantasy of putting five seven footers on the court. I, I think that's sooner than you think that that's actually going to materialize.
0: I think that is much sooner I, well, than I, I hope so.
1: Because because well, if I were as a GM, that's my goal. I want five seven footers, and we're literally going to. We're going to do what's called a matchup switch. I'm just going to create a whole new defense. You just guard areas on the floor. You don't even worry about who where the ball is at. I got five, seven footers. I don't need to like chase anybody around. You just guard this area.
0: (laughs) The ultimate zone. The ultimate zone.
1: You just guard this area. Let me ask you a question.
0: Does the coach have to be seven foot two?
1: Absolutely. So so who's, 6, who's,
0: coach, wait, wait, who's the tallest coach in the NBA? Is there any coach that's not tall in the NBA right now?
1: Can I tell you a secret, Mo? Go ahead. Can I tell you a, I, I, I okay? I'm just gonna, I just want to just our listeners are gonna know this. You know, Mo, it's very hard for someone to be like average height, like say six two and below, and talk to somebody six ten or seven feet. Yes, Mo. I'm just telling you. No, I'm not it, saying it's
0: impossible. Like it's no, just so, very- so, so it works because because I'm like 6'2", right? It works for an interview, okay? I can interview, I can go and interview Yao Ming, right. okay? And it's fine because I'll tell them, bring some chairs out. We'll sit down and we'll be kind of the same height no, really? sitting down on a chair, okay? Even right. if it's standing up, it kind of works. But you can't be right. mad. I can't be mad at Yao Ming and shout at him. Because he's just going to look down, and when someone's looking that far down, listen, you listen. can't be mad. So, <laughs> listen, like, if you call listen. a timeout, your team's your team playing rubbish. You can't call a timeout and shout your players. Do you know what makes me laugh the most is when Jeff Van Gundy. Do you remember the fight? It was the, yes, the New York yes, the he, ex- and, and Jeff Van Gundy is, who, whose leg was he holding onto? Alonso Morning,
1: Alonso Morning. He, he's who, holding whoever. onto his leg for dear life. I mean, Jeff Van Gundy
0: talked. was coaching Yao all <laughs> Me, like, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. It, it what are you gonna no tell y'all me, big fella? Like, 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 <laughs> let me teach you how to sit in the post. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, 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 who's coaching this team then? Who is the best, tallest coach? I know Tim Duncan's an assistant coach. Maybe Tim, Tim. Duncan is assistant. You know, I was watching last night. Uh, the Collins, a uh, uh, Jaren, I, I, I get them mixed up. I Jaren, always get them. At, yeah, the, the Jaren, twins at, at New Orleans. Yeah, the twins, the Collins twins. I think that's Jason. I believe it's Jason. Excuse me if I'm wrong. I think it's Jason, or do, Jay- do you know one who, of them. Do you know who I think coach? it? Patrick who? Ewing coaching in Georgetown. Patrick right Ewing, now. I think absolutely. Except, I, I the game, the way the game is played now, and when you have bigs, there's a certain there's a connect. You know, there it's one thing that I I know I know this to be true. There are, there are tall guys, and then there are big guys. The big guys are the s- true centers of this league. So let me tell you. Let me let me make the difference. Porzingis is tall. Mm-hmm. Bol Bowl is tall. Mo Bamba is tall. Joel Embiid is a big. He's got presence. You know, just big. Jokic I mean. no. Jokic is a big. Yeah. Okay, he's a big. Okay. Rudy Gobert is a big. Giannis is tall. Giannis is not a sinner. No. Giannis but, is not a sinner.
0: Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert
1: is not a Rudy. Rudy Gobert is built as if he's tall. He's thin. Yeah, yeah. He's tall. But he's truly a sinner. He what plays about, like a sinner. What about Clint Capella? Clint Capella is tall. He's not a big. And how does he play play differently to Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert, Gobert, his instincts is just to control the paint. When you watch Rudy Gobert play abroad, he actually gets big in the lane when he plays in Europe. And I always wonder why he doesn't do that in the NBA.
0: They even give him some post touches when he plays for France
1: yeah no it really is Rudy Gobert now he doesn't have a big body though see that's the difference he doesn't he doesn't have a big body okay Kevin Garnett was tall Tim Duncan was a big there's a difference You, you, you understand yeah Kevin Garnett was tall Tim Duncan was a big he played big He bumped around a little bit. Back to the basket more. Basket a little little bit. You understand? That's what I'm saying. Giannis is a physical, tall player. That's a rare combination. Most tall guys don't play physical. That's what makes Giannis, like, this. don't look right. Because he's thin, got big shoulders, but he plays physical. But he doesn't play like a center. He's not like a guy, you know, just hanging. He's not like Jokic. He's not like Joel Embiid. He's not like those guys.
0: Mm. You, you,
1: you follow me. But he's an interesting combination of a player. I mean, just very, very rare do you see that.
0: I'll tell you who else is a big uh, Mo moment. He just needs to catch up on the hype part of it. But Mo, the, rest Mo, of the, uh, Mo, Mo, the rest of the game and the rest of the physique Muncie. is all there.
1: Mo Muncy is a bit Mo Muncie. If he was an NBA player, he's PJ Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even mad.
0: I'm. I, I can't even <laughs> mad. <'cause> that's facts. <laughs> Listen, I play defense. No. And I'll hit my shots. I. Right, I ain't calling an ISO. I'm gonna hit my shots, and if you're really lucky, I'm gonna post you up. I don't know if PJ's still got that at this age in his PJ, bag. PJ, you but... should
1: score now. Don't yeah, yeah, sleep yeah, yeah. on PJ. PJ, you should
0: and, score. And he's got a shoe collection just like me. But that's been another yeah, that's episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. been another episode. I like that comparison. I'm going to go practice some corner threes and we'll get it cooking. But that's been another episode of the Hoop Jesus podcast presented by NBA 2K23. If you haven't yet, hit the link in the description. Make sure you pre-order your copy and you can build your player on 2k you could be tall you could be a big you could be whatever you want and we're going to be right there with you bj thank you once again we'll be back tomorrow morning thank you, know you. mo
1: mo your name in the states is the terrible twos the terrible twos
0: <laughs> oh man sounds like a very poor modern nba offense but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Just contested mid-rangers, the terrible twos. But anyway, my peoples, appreciate you listening. Tell your friends to tune in and rock with us if they like basketball too. Make sure you follow, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets.